0: This week, I'm going to take a page out of your book, friend. I'm going to set the scene for you uh, and give you a little taste of what how this movie could have started. <clears throat> the doors of the church are open. Head Pastor Kenneth, he is walking down the aisle on the stage at the podium in front of the church, empty. No one's there. The two of them is Mobster. And he says to Pastor, Kenny. I love you like a son, you know this, but you come into my church and you tell me this is an offer I can't refuse. Where are the tithes, Kenneth? Where are the tithes? Thank you
1: poetic um i didn't I really didn't anticipate the the, the turn toward drama this week usually <laughs> you go for comedy that was wow <laughs> you took a dramatic a multifaceted.
0: yeah you know yeah
1: you've really been showcasing the have you been i'm sorry have you been sending the links to the shows to agents because you've really been <laughs> <laughs> showcasing the talents
0: <laughs> maybe i should start i need to get oh caa call me wme i'm looking for representation okay
1: okay all right, now you going yes. to get a SAG card.
0: <laughs> oh girl, because you know, every time, everywhere I go, I'm going to put my sad card on my forehead.
1: What did we watch this week, Sydney? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this week, we tuned into A Cold Hard Truth, released 2019 and available to stream on BET+, written and directed by Charles Murray, starring Dorian Missick, Simone Missick, Michael Beach, Shanola Hampton, Kevin Phillips, and Alimu Nelson.
1: All right, let's start the show. The New Chitlin Circuit. Welcome back to The New Chitlin Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black indies only. My name is Lex.
0: And I'm Sid.
1: And each week we watch and review a Black independent or low-budget movie just for y'all. All
0: All right, y'all. Wherever you at right now, I need you to stand up, look at your neighbor, and say, neighbor, it's time for the 60-second challenge. Welcome back. Each and every week, Alexis explains the plot of the film we're reviewing in 60 seconds or less. Before we get into that, while I have you, go ahead and leave a five-star review and a comment on Apple Podcast. All right, Alexis, are you ready to review the plot of A Cold Hard Truth in 60 Seconds or Less?
1: I'm taking it back. That was good, man. That was, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> that was good. I, I am ready. You caught me on though. Okay. Yeah, I knew I about, I, you saw me look to my left. I said, oh, okay. Oh. You, you're pulling out that church kid trauma in me. I was like, all right. <laughs> Neighbor. <laughs> all right. Let's, yeah, I'm ready. Let's start the clock. All right, all right let's go. Uh, down in, I think, I do believe it's LA, um, there is a journalist who has been outcast. From the industry played by Dorian Missick uh, uh, He punched his wife And everybody yeah. says that straight up a lot <laughs> um, And you know what we gotta do The niggas who want to do stuff like that We gotta get him out of here um, So he's been cancelled <laughs> um, But his cousin has been going through turmoil uh, And mm-hmm. she reached out to him Because she'd been sleeping with the pastor And her ex has been harassing her about it And mm-hmm. you know how a church community And a black community go You know the pastor do all type of dirt And everybody looking at the other one right? yep. So she does end up passing away like very sadly by suicide yeah. and now her cousin the burnt out journalist is having to like pick up the pieces and figure out you know what happened and who's at fault and what's going on all while trying to you know make it a little bit better with his mm-hmm. ex-wife who he punched <laughs> How I do you
0: on the money this week six seconds left
1: yeah there go ahead. because I went over last week I didn't want to you know I, You did. I don't I don't not two weeks in a row you're not gonna get me nah
0: <laughs> That's true. I mean look I'm already going through um, So many other things right now It would be so just more difficult For me to have to put out a PSA For a new host and like interview folks And you know it's just too much <laughs> I don't want to have to do that So I'm glad okay. you got it together this week Cause I'll do it if I have to But like I would just rather not You know so yeah
1: well, I'm just, I'm grateful uh, for the <laughs> luck that I have come upon today. Yes. Um. Now that we know what happened in the movie, we're going to get on into our general thoughts on a cold, hard truth. Dun, dun.
0: All right, y'all, before we get into our general thoughts on a cold, hard truth, I wanted to shout out a listener of the show who reached out to us on Twitter and stated, I quote, This is Negro content. Accurate hand clap emoji. And you know what, Katili? You are correct. This is indeed Negro content. It's a Negro's Only Live. So appreciate you for knowing the vibes and reaching out to us uh, about your thoughts on the show. Secondly, just kind of want to jump over to Instagram really quickly. We got a comment from actor Donnie Hugh, who starred in Love the One You're With, a film we reviewed a few weeks ago. Go check it out if you haven't listened. Uh, He just DM'd us and said he enjoyed the episode so much, and we're so glad that you did. Uh, Thank you for listening. We appreciate any of the filmmakers and artists who take time to hear us out, listen to the review, and if you enjoy it, it's even better. So uh, shout out to you guys, and let's get back to the show.
1: So Sydney. What did you think of A Cold Hard Truth?
0: I was uh, pretty excited. I didn't watch the trailer for this ahead of time, so I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't even read the plot synopsis, but I'm a fan of the Mystics, uh, Dorian and Simone. So I know anything that they do is good because they're both great actors. Um, overall, I appreciated the the drama and mystery of this movie, even though you know we as the viewer had a bird's eye view, so it wasn't mysterious to us. But what the characters were going through and that the mystery of the entire plot was cool to see that play out. Um, I thought some of it was a little irresponsible. Overall, I can say I sat through it and I enjoyed most of it. So I, I like this movie for the most part. What did you think of A Cold Hard Truth?
1: Well, friend, I uh, hate to say it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not a favorite. Um Yeah. This is uh now I'm two weeks in a row of having to be Ooh. the negative Nancy. And y'all know I don't enjoy that. I don't get a kick out of that. I don't get a kick out of that. Um this is not a this is not a film review podcast for film snobs. Um mm-hmm. but Today is going to be one of the days where if you are a film (laughs) snob, you will feel a little bit more comfortable here than you usually do, Um, Mm. (laughs) unlike episodes like uh, My Side Piece Hit the Lotto, where if you're a film snob, you wouldn't make it five minutes You probably wouldn't like that one. (laughs) Yeah. This one, however, I think I'm going to have to be a little bit of a bitch. Um, Not not to trash the movie or anything, because the whole reason I was... Like the whole reason I was bought into watching the movie was because of the mystics. I liked them, and I, I I figured you know if they in it couldn't couldn't have been couldn't be nothing that bad about it if the mystics are in it. Um, but yeah, I liked the original music. I don't know if it was original or if it was just music that I'm not familiar with um, in it. I wasn't
0: familiar with the music. So I don't. Me
1: either, but I liked it, yeah. um, and you know, sadly, there are two things <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that hold the movie back. And the biggest one is something that you mentioned is the structure of the story and like the way information was revealed. Um, mm-hmm. It took, there was no tension in what's supposed to be a very suspenseful story. And it really lost like what the true yeah. conflict was even supposed to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Simply because they told this, they could have given me the same story, but if they had rearranged the order in which they had given me, the viewer, the information, it would have been, no exaggeration, at least 10 times better <laughs> than it was.
0: I could see that. Yeah.
1: And secondly and lastly, before I, you know, get off my soapbox and try to enjoy the rest of our episode. <laughs> um, I think the the writer, you know, the writer and director of this movie, they managed to pull out some pretty bad acting performances out of some pretty good actors, um, which mm. is impressive. You see, I said film snobs get to have their day today. <laughs>
0: I was good because that was so backhanded. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. Well. okay. Well, that's
1: that's I set the tone. That's what I'm on today. Um okay. I'm sorry. I the whole I'm tougher on movies that I wanted to like. When I watch a movie mm. and I'm and I mm-hmm. know from the trailer it don't look like something that's up my alley. Then yeah, I yeah. and then I turn out not to like it, I'd be like, all right, hmm. maybe it's not for me, but I wanted to like this and I didn't. So
0: maybe I'll sway you through this review to a more middle ground state. That's, that's going to be my, I'm going to try and do that. That's your mission for the day. Yep. That's my mission.
1: You see how if we had said what um what the result of the episode was gonna be, like whether or not you swayed me, if we had said it right now, nobody listening would keep listening because they would mm-hmm. already know. <laughs> but because y'all don't know if Sydney's gonna sway me, you'll keep listening. That's how stories work. All right, let's get let's get into <laughs> it. Let's get into some of these scenes. Here on the new chillin' circuit, we like to start with the first scene because we wanna we wanna we want to know where the where the writer wanted to open us up at, where where yes. they wanted to show us up at. So we open mm-hmm. up with a nice uh lovely conversation in the park between these two cousins. What is Dorian Missick's character's name? Stuart. Stewart. Uh nickname mm-hmm. Stu. Um yeah. and Simone Missick's character's name. Laney. Laney. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So
1: they're talking in the park, and clearly Laney is all distraught. Um, yeah,
0: she is shook up.
1: Just, I've never seen a woman so uh, just uh, in turmoil, in toil yeah.
0: She's in distress. Thank
1: you. That's exactly the Santana mm-hmm. like now. She yes. in distress. Now she in distress. Um, from now on, our episodes are going to be full to the brim with gay uh, references. So that's <laughs> Easter eggs for the gays. Um, <laughs> but she was in distress, and mm-hmm. Stu was trying to figure out, you know, how to help her out because here's her situation. Mamas was fucking the pastor at yeah. the church. And this is mm-hmm. a, apparently like a very tight-knit church community. Um, mm-hmm. Wherein, you know, the thing, the goings on to the church leak outside of the church. And it's like the church is the hub for the community in this neighborhood. Yeah. And everybody know that she was fucking the mm-hmm. pastor. Mostly mm-hmm. because her ex told everybody. <laughs> and it keeps Ooh, smearing her what online.
0: Yeah.
1: What a dick. So sis is going through it. And me personally at this scene, because I was interested, very interested in, so, in the I plot. I thought
0: this scene was like a great breakdown of what the conflict or like the cause of conflict was going to be. Like a good idea of like Laney and Stuart and their relationship and how, you know, they, were, they leaned on each other for support mm-hmm. and all of like the conflict in their lives. And I was just trying to figure out it's like what's next because Lainey is clearly going through it. So like. Yeah. How how are we gonna help her?
1: Yeah, I thought the movie was gonna take me on like this path of her like working with her. I thought it was gonna be Lainey getting mm-hmm. redemption by working to expose the pastor and in mm. and Stu helps her and he gets to get back in the good graces of his like journalist career mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. because he is exposing this abuse going on in the church. It didn't yeah, go that way. Be good. You see. it didn't go that way (laughs) um what i will say is that this movie Mm -hmm. from the get-go i noticed it like that the dp the cinematographer in this movie Mm -hmm. did a very good job and i don't mean like that the camera work was really stylistic or anything like that because you know i'm not that's not gonna like i i don't really care for that trend i
0: think the only time yeah you were ever like really impressed uh, but like a DP was in waves because they had some really cool tricks. Yeah. Because
1: um, it was supposed, it was a crazy, like that first yeah. 40 minutes of that movie was supposed to be high octane. So yeah, yeah. that's the place where a cinematographer should be doing backflips off of the gaffer's <laughs> shoulders and My shit. shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like every other place, I'd be like, bro, keep the camera skilled. still and just put the information in the frame. Shit. Oh, <laughs> But this movie, this the the cinematography was good. It was it wasn't stylistic, it was just very effective. At, um mm-hmm. like the I don't know, I can't confirm this, but it seemed like there was some good chemistry between the DP, the director, and like whoever in post was doing the coloring and stuff like that. Because I, I thought could it was be. very good.
0: Yeah. Everybody yeah. had the same vision, it was on the same accord. Yeah.
1: Look yeah. at me, I could be positive. Cause I I want to be positive. That's why exact, I log I'm, on here every week.
0: You just moved an inch. Closer to the middle, right there, with that positive note.
1: Honey, that was already Let's on keep my going. notes. Whatever. I said what I said. <laughs> you said what you said. Okay, so that's them setting the stage, but then things just take a sharp left turn because Lanny get dead um yeah. from a self-inflicted uh death. I'm trying to be mm-hmm. polite, like, you know, dance around that. That's, it, it's not it's it's very sad because she just she was it driven was to that because her ex mm-hmm. was sitting up slander in the street. She just didn't feel like life had much else to offer her. Mm-hmm. So now, after I realized that my first hope for the plot was not going to come to fruition, I yeah. attached did you not appreciate my second hope how, for it.
0: How we, we got enough details and we could clearly, you know, see that her passing was due to a suicide without actually giving us graphic intel into that. That is something you always complain about. And yeah. this movie delivered on that.
1: Yeah, that's true. I do appreciate okay. that. Thank you, Sydney. Okay. Another
0: can move my
1: pull out the abacus move one one bead to the to the side (laughs) okay you got it um problem is though (laughs) the movie should have started right there (laughs) the the movie should have just started with her being dead because all this information that i got up top only took away the suspense
0: no, it didn't because we didn't know at that point what Stu was going to be up to. We just understood the conflict, which I thought was great.
1: This is going to be a good episode because we're just going to fight about what what is the meaning of the conflict <laughs> and whether or not the writer in this movie achieved it. Um, so, if the writer is listening, you know, filmmakers mm-hmm. do tend to listen to our reviews. Number one, less because usually I say this earlier in a review when I don't like a movie, which is not often.
0: But I do Mm -hmm. say,
1: you know, our mission here is to uplift black independent film and its makers. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's always what it is. It's all love. I, I like certain filmmakers, you know, um, like Spike Lee is always my example Mm-hmm. And I mean, I like all of his movies. Like that, that vampire when he did was really fucking weird, and I didn't like it. And if I did a review <laughs> on that, I'd rip it apart. And I didn't like it, <laughs> but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean I don't like him as a filmmaker. I don't support him. So same mm-hmm. to you, uh, you know, filmmaker. Those movies, it's it's all love. Yeah. Let's Charles get back into Murray. this. That's filmmaker. Charles Murray. Mm-hmm. Charles Murray. Yeah, it's all love, bro. Um, the problem with it, <laughs> we got all that information, and now she's sent up her dead, and yeah. So now the, we have a crux, mystery how (laughs) he saw her yesterday how
0: (laughs) yes he saw her yes but now we we're trying to put the puzzles and pieces together what's missing how we gonna get revenge alexis that's the mystery that's not a puzzle piece
1: revenge means the puzzle is put together and you want to flip the table over
0: no go ahead continue (laughs) let's go scene by scene continue
1: yeah okay so she did and now i'm assuming that okay he a journalist so maybe we just gonna Mm -hmm. get that piece of it he gonna put together the pieces of how to explain this
0: the pastor
1: yeah or something because there was also a hint in the in that part where they discovered the body was Mm -hmm. a hint of like them trying to figure out if there was foul play so i'm like oh maybe the pastor took her out maybe that's what this is about Mm. it didn't go that way either
0: but they always bring that up though and like movies where uh suicide is involved i was like do you think foul play was involved that always happens
1: but the order in which the information came Mm -hmm. made the made the question of whether that made the suspicion of foul play more viable which makes me as a viewer confused mm-hmm. because i don't know <laughs> it's not a healthy confusion it's not mystery it's just confusion mm-hmm. and me being like not being able to understand what parts of this story are actually contributing to the conflict of the story not just decoration because mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that line was just decoration I,
0: think, I know and i think you're reading into it too deeply because that, that i was just trying to line. watch a movie yeah <laughs> you read into it too deep
1: you know what? I'm gonna do all the I'm gonna do all the listeners. I'm gonna do all y'all a favor. Sydney, you take it to the next scene. <laughs> you got it.
0: <laughs> I don't know why. Why you gotta be like this?
1: <laughs> you said Josh you wanted seen- to take up the task of trying to convince me to like this movie. It's on your okay. shoulders, big chief. Go ahead.
0: I do want to point out that the te- detective uh, who we do meet in the scene after uh, Laney's death is uh, uh, Drew, uh, her basketball boo. From love, don't cost a thing. The free agent. If
1: you wanna. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> yeah. so Thank you for that tying because I, I didn't notice that.
0: Yeah, he's still fine. So shout out to you, Elimu. He was fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, looks my notes kind of go all over the place now. Damn. Man. Alrighty.
1: So <laughs> move one bean on your abacus bar, and I'm gonna keep going where the way I was going. <laughs> now she did. So the cousin Stu go over to her daddy house, which is his uncle. Yes. And mm-hmm. he we what do we gain from this scene? He goes and is talking he to him to about. He goes to confront
0: it. the father because we find out during Laney and Stu's conversation that Lanny's father called her a whore for sleeping with the pastor. That could have been, you know, a chip on, okay, maybe that's why she killed herself. She had a lot of stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? So we're, we're we're breaking it down layer by layer. Then her asshole boyfriend shows up, and Stu punches his man in the face. He has anger issues. You know, it, it's that's building, why you know, we're building.
1: No, we're not building nothing. If that was already built in the first scene, where we got ten minutes of exposition about Sydney, y'all y'all all heard me just say <laughs> in the opening scene, Mamas was going through it. If a character, yes. after that conversation, come up dead in their bedroom, <laughs> that <laughs> is self-explanatory. It's not like she was having a good time out at the park, uh, you know, thotting and bopping at the park, feeling good, mm-hmm. and then she come up dead. That would be a mystery. But for some distraught, disheveled, and, and depressed woman to take her life is not surprising in a movie universe. That's There's no mystery.
0: Well... Yes, okay. Her taking her life wasn't mysterious. I guess what I mean by the my- the mystery part is how is Stu now going to unveil to the public this pastor and all of his uh, doings with these women in the church and do his expose. That's the real mystery, but also you know, re- avenging Lainey's life.
1: That wouldn't be a mystery. That would just be a character like Journey. That would be his desire as a character to do that. And he would have had to state that. There's mysterious components
0: to it then, right? Because now we gotta unlock all who all these women is, what they was up to. He there's some other things that come up later on. I'm really trying to sway you here. It's very difficult. Let's
1: keep going. What did he learn in this scene? What new information did we as viewers learn from the scene with the daddy? He was sorry. Next question. So the investigation starts, uh, not official, like not the police investigation, that's one thing, but Stu starts digging around and trying to, you know, put the mm-hmm. pieces together. And here come, I should have looked at the cast list before I watched this movie, because of yeah. course, if somebody's going to play a low down nigga, you got to call up Michael Beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he can't never just play an honest man in the movies. I love that for him. <laughs>
0: yeah, he can't. Ooh, after ooh, after what he did to my girl and her family, not with cousin mm. Faith. Mm. Then he gonna it's do that to Angela up. Bassett too. Oh my God, mm-hmm. Michael. That's mm. where he
1: lost it for me, because my mama really loved Waiting to Exhale, and like that mm-hmm. would like Bernadette was like her like <laughs> <laughs> like her girl on the on uh-huh. the movie, and mm-hmm. after I saw the way he did her, I just. He always read me the wrong crazy. way from that point.
0: Crazy, it was crazy. Yeah. Bernie was right. He, I'm not gonna go through the
1: get. He was shit. the motherfucking improper influence. Shit.
0: He was Miles. Yeah. No, he was Miles and yeah. Soul Food. What was his mm-hmm. name? And damn,
1: uh, I don't remember at all.
0: I don't remember. Low down, we just yeah. Low down, trifling. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Michael Beach comes on, and he is the pastor, and now we start building. The other side of the story which takes even more of the tension now this away. part i
0: will say it, it it did drag on uh like trying to figure like uh pastor his name was kenneth and like his henchmen trying to figure out you know who is not even blackmailing him but like trying to make yeah. him feel bad about what happened to laney even though we know it's never going to be like where the pastor comes out and says all right y'all i've been having sex with half of my congregation my flock mm-hmm. I, that just doesn't <laughs> happen. Yeah. So that did drag on for me. I'll give you that.
1: Now let me tell you about. Here's the trap. Here's the trap of of writing a, a story that's supposed to be suspenseful because you, when you mm-hmm. make a bad guy, this we saw this with the movie we reviewed Nicole as well. When you mm-hmm. make a bad guy, because of the you know Marvel villain culture we live in, Marvel has really yeah. like Disney and Marvel have really like shaped the way yeah. people consume a villain. We expect a righteous cause with a good backstory. Yeah. And we expect it to be very clear what the, yeah, we expect these things. So because of that, here's the trap. You want to show, you Mm -hmm. want the audience to be with your villain for a short time to understand them so that you have a complex Mm -hmm. and compelling antagonist. But when you are showing everything happen twice, Mm -hmm. you are create that's how you make your story lag like i it's automatic when you have your audience watch something happen and now we zoom Mm -hmm. to the other perspective the antagonist perspective and we have to hear them explain what happened and we already saw it like it's a trap it's a thin line to walk and it takes a lot of like i I, if i tried to write this movie right now i think i'd fall into it i'd probably do the same thing because it's really hard to get that right but like they didn't. I mean, they did. They didn't get it right here.
0: Yeah. Okay. I've moved over a little bit. Good point. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Point. I two. ain't trying to convince you. I'm just being. I'm just being right. <laughs>
0: okay. Now it's cause. <laughs> yeah, you done not got too high and mighty for me. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah I'm... <laughs> I'm. too big for my britches now.
0: Yeah. Bring. Bring it now, down a couple notches.
1: I'm. I'm. Y'all heard me come down a little bit. Yeah. Um, now I do want to talk about Miss Chanola. <laughs> I do want to mention uh, she plays the pastor's wife in this mm-hmm. um, Katrina. Yeah. Um. You give me a second, Sid. Do you? Because I never thought do? this day would come. Because I've been watching Shameless for a couple of years, and like, you know, we have a rule on the podcast. It's over a year old now. The, the rule um, that you can't be mm-hmm. shooting shots at actors who are not. In the movie we're reviewing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't mm-hmm. even know she was in the black indie circuit. Uh, mm. But here we are. <laughs> and I just want to say to Miss Hampton. um, Because, I mean, as far as I know, I think she's single. Um, I'm not going to look it up right now in this moment. I'm going to look it up. Don't do me like that, Sid. <laughs> look, look it up. before Sydney finds it, Miss I'm a very nice person. I also Ooh, uh, I know how to spouse. treat a lady.
0: Darren Duke
1: since two Two thousand? <laughs> <laughs> to 2000. damn they're not even like a fresh 2018 <sighs> marriage Mm-mm.
0: two kids kai and darren oc dukes
1: don't stop it <laughs>
0: stop <laughs> reading the <all> whole fucking <laughs> family log to me you gotta be quicker than
1: that all right i'll back up off the mic then I'll i'll sit back here because you know when i come up this close to the mic you, you yeah, ain't exactly. no telling what i might say but i'm gonna bring you back here
0: because you give it real uh hello is this is is this michael <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm sorry miss hampton respectfully you're a family woman y'all you know i'll keep it respectful you're very beautiful and i liked mm-hmm. you in the movie let's get back to the movie i'm sorry
0: yep it's okay
1: Nevertheless. So, now here's the drama I wanted here, because he, now the pastor mm-hmm. got to go to, like, the, it seemed like, like a bishop's <laughs> meeting, like, with all the local yeah, pastors yeah. to answer mm-hmm. for it, because it's, it's the got out in the press. they the one
0: who make him, you know, all the deacons on the board, they make him the head pastor. They're the ones who vote and stuff. At least that's what Greenleaf mm-hmm. taught me.
1: Yeah. It's like a, which is crazy to me, because nowhere in the Bible does it, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> list this fucking, like, corporate structure. Um, but He's meeting with them, and they be holding his ass to the fire. And mm-hmm. the one comment I did have, I really, I did really <laughs> like this because Michael Beach be acting.
0: He <laughs> do be acting.
1: He said he was listing pastors that did low down shit and about how to blow over Eddie and L. Says, Long. Now, why Eddie Long in it? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get if in you're, this if you a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you <laughs> Listen. a pastor and you in some shit. The last person you want people associating your name with is Bishop Eddie L Eddie long. L. long. Don't that's not helping your case.
0: Yeah. It just it just is not. It was, was little shit. boys. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: you fucking grown women, don't compare yourself to that nigga. To Eddie. Like, <laughs> yeah. You failed to lust. Eddie right, L. Right. Long was on some other shit. What
0: you did was scandalous. It was scandalous and wrong because you stepped out on your wife. What Eddie L. Long did evil. That was inappropriate. <laughs> it was evil. It he, yeah. he had no business doing that to them boys.
1: Mm-hmm. I know yeah. he's I know he thought that shit was crazy when Lil' Nas X slid down there. Uh anyway. Um <laughs> he was sitting up there trying to eat his uh Waff House All-Star meal and he turned over and see Lil Nas X ass. <laughs> anyway. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. That's an Easter egg for churchy niggas, too. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. But now, Sydney, where are we? Like, 40 minutes into the the movie.
0: This is where things did start to drag. Because now we find out that he also has some mob ties. Uh, And uh, the pastor has been working with some man named Dizzy, who they've been smuggling not smuggling <laughs> they've been
1: cleaning money cleaning for, money for dizzy right which is genius because the church don't ain't nobody looking at Texas
0: yeah that'd be a good drug movie i'm gonna write that anyway yeah, that's good um so we find a, about a, out about this point and you know dizzy's mad because bro if you're not the head pastor no more who's gonna clean his money for me i'm okay
1: doing... what they got to do with what they got to do it with has nothing
0: to do with the story and Lenny. It doesn't. It has nothing how to do with How does that. it
1: move the story forward? What, what about just, the dizzy what it, thing? What, what does the dizzy us, thing motivate the pastor tells to do?
0: It to get some of this heat off his ass and figure out who is blackmailing him. But it also gives us even more detail into how shady the pastor is. Because not only is he sleeping with his flock, he is working. Okay. Now stay with me now, congregation. Stay. With me. I need y'all to work with me here. He is working with street walkers. <laughs> immoral not a man of god all right
1: now i'm gonna put organ
0: uh, (laughs) please do that would be so great
1: now meanwhile stewart his his arc his effort to try and avenge her death or try and
0: i think he's trying to avenge her death he has a lot of other issues going on too he has laney's phone and he is texting the pastor and his henchmen. Uh, like photos and very cryptic messages as if they are from Lainey and like you know like aren't you glad I'm dead now see what you did you know stuff like that and Mm -hmm. they're trying to figure out who was sending these messages everyone thinks it's her asshole boyfriend it's not so they send the henchman to the boyfriend uh, a few different times the boyfriend is fed up he gets in a fight with the henchman kills the henchman Uh, he is now locked up And uh, Stu has gotten away with his plot of blackmailing the pastor and also ousting him from the church after his henchman was murdered. What is he blackmailing
1: him for? Blackmail means I want you to give me something. Okay, well, yeah, he
0: wasn't, I mean, yeah, the thing was for him, he wanted him to resign and publicly admit to what he did to Laney and these other women. That was like his, the other end of the, the blackmail, which the pastor didn't admit to it, but he did he was ousted from the church. So, still got what he wanted, basically.
1: Problem is, <laughs> along <laughs> the way of all of this, because what we just said to y'all in the past, like, 90 seconds here, mm-hmm. all of that that we just said happened. That was all a lot of plot activity. Mm-hmm. But, like, what was really moving it? For? I don't even know what the climax of the movie was.
0: I, th- I think the henchman's death.
1: When How that- would that what catharsis like what what was resolved by that like what and from think about the start of the movie what you Mm -hmm. wanted and what you thought the characters wanted at the start of the movie the climax of the movie has to be where those things are at the highest where those things are the closest Mm -hmm. to being delivered like the satisfaction to the characters and us Mm -hmm. what did the hintings what did the henchman's death do to contribute? It's just a bunch of activity. It's not real action mm-hmm. for the plot. It's just a bunch of stuff.
0: Well, I'm just telling you how it was written, okay? And no, how it was. I written. am. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Mr. Murray, write us or something and tell us. You know, just give us a holler. Let us know.
1: We'd appreciate I'm, it. I'm, on a real note, Mister Murray, I'm a very nice person, and once again, I I would like to watch any other movie. I just this wasn't a hit for me. Clearly, mm-hmm. somebody else liked it. I think maybe also I just wasn't. Maybe I'm just not the right person for this. Maybe I'm not the target for this.
0: Maybe not. I mean, I don't think I was. A, he also did. Uh, oh no, he was a producer on that. Never mind. Which one? The movie with Omari Hardrick, Things Never Said, came out 2013. Did we watch that together? I've
1: seen that one. No, I don't remember that. I would remember that because mm. he always got the cakes out in the movies he in. i always remember that
0: i wonder if that's <laughs> in his like contract
1: booty out at booty least out. 10 seconds <laughs> of this film <laughs> um, i appreciate it anyway. me too um yeah i just it's not interesting to have your audience watch someone try to quote figure out a mystery that the audience already knows the answer to Watching the pastor was completely uninteresting because all the pastor was caught up in was trying to figure out who the texts were coming from and we fucking know Mm -hmm. who they coming from. Yeah. And watching like Stu try and put together pieces didn't make, just didn't make any sense because we know why she died. We know why she like took her life. Like Mm -hmm. we know what it was. So I just, nobody's end game seemed really clear to me about what they like, what they really wanted materially.
0: I still think (laughs) Stu was trying to avenge Lenny's death by having the pastor resign or be ousted from the church, which happened. So he's satisfied. The pastor is trying to keep his position and this relationship with Dizzy. He failed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that as the objective of Stu. Mm -hmm. But the problem is the text messages was his tactic from like, if the movie is 90 minutes long from like minute 40 to minute 90 so things Mm -hmm. need if that's going to be the character's journey then things need to be constantly like especially in a suspenseful movie things need to be constantly Mm -hmm. like escalating and there needs to be some more cause and effect
0: yeah i'll give you i said it fell flat on like the suspense and mystery i said that up front Cause we are, we had a bird's eyes view and we already knew what was going on, but the characters are trying to figure it out in their world. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else? Cause everybody know what happened in the movie now and they know that, yeah, they know. you know, Lex is on a, uh, stuff in a film snob. I do movie. just
0: want to say, um, uh, bring back an old segment again. Um, how are the wigs? Uh, Who did the hair? Um, I don't know why they put our good sister Simone in that Justin Bieber wig. (laughs) I mean she kept shaking that she kept shaking that thing when she was talking to Stu. And and you know, I say it 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 looked like a disheveled woman because that haircut is very like you gotta shake it to make it (laughs) so. That was good uh, for her character. <laughs> so they did that right.
1: <laughs> and that scene, that scene was just really a, a capsule for why you don't bring real emotional problems to men also. Because oh, yeah. he just was, he was not saying none of the right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this girl is told to fuck up. And you're talking about something. You're so strong. Shut up. Shut
0: up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> mm.
1: Well, Sydney, if you' ready, I'd like mm. to ask you a question. Yeah, who came to act?
0: I'm glad you asked this question, and I think we're kind of on the same page. Uh, for this movie also, I th- we'll see after I say who who I think came to act in this movie. Um, my first thought, I just want to give my process here. I never do, but I want to give it this week. My first thought would have been uh Simone Missick, but she was only in the movie for like five minutes. Uh, but she did do a you know. Great acting job in those, I thought, in those five minutes of uh, of seeing her on screen. But for this week's Who Came to Act award nominee, I would like to nominate Mr. Michael Beach.
1: Ah, I I accept that uh, wholeheartedly on his behalf because yeah. um, he really did, he was the only one that really stood out to me. He <laughs> was giving them lines. I he he was selling it. The character he was. like he, he was
0: he was giving slimy pastor. Oh. Yeah. It was he did, now. Here's what he I, I want to do. Assignment. Say, mm. I
1: have, I have to. Oh, he always understands the assignment of being a low down man, like character. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna tweet that this week so you can get some likes. Yeah. Yeah. Look at
1: us on the engagement. Yeah. Now I have to have to say this is obligation. I have to say this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I have to nominate a runner up because okay. at this point. This actor has had the most opportunities of any actor to win the Who Came to Act Award, but has not ever been nominated. And that's Dorian Missick. Missick. We have seen three movies he's been in. Mm -hmm. Um, And... It, it, it never because it's he always happens to be acting alongside someone who is who's really doing it and it's always yeah. the damn uh in the past two at least it's been like the the villain who takes it away from because this movie would have been dorothy missick but michael beach was better and paper yeah. friends sharon Lil, sharon Lil, <laughs> she,
0: she was acting in paper she friends. did that
1: She yeah. did. and then he was in jen but he wasn't in it for yeah. that long and yeah, Missick was, was in that daddy. too
0: yeah I think yeah. I gave Simone the award that week, didn't I? Oh, no, 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 I gave it to the lead actress for Jen. Um Says Zoe Renee? Zoe Renee, yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. want to give uh, Mr. Mystic uh, a runner-up, an honorable mention um, for showing up and acting in I this movie.
0: That. And I support that. Okay. Mr. Mystic, you are I said up top, I think you're a very talented actor, so.
1: Look, no pressure to you and Simone, but like, I want more content with y'all together in the movies. Y'all got good chemistry y'all on the do. screen. I want more, more, yeah, more.
0: Y'all
1: do. <laughs> I don't I know if y'all that. have a joint production company yet or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It would be a good time. Um, yeah, look, if y'all start doing that, y'all already got two fans right here.
0: That's so, true.
1: All right. Well, I ain't got nothing else to add to it. Mr. Murray, I appreciate the, the art. You know, you made a movie. Mm-hmm. That's more than I have done at this point. So I appreciate that there was I, I had several good things to say about the movie. It's just mm-hmm. it wasn't my cup of tea. I just I always feel the need to apologize.
0: So I swayed you. Cause you said you said you said more good things than you thought. So I swayed you. Mission accomplished. All right, y'all. No. Have a good week. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, follow us on Twitter at T N C C pod and on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit and that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And for the latest and greatest, check out our website at the New